trapped on an island with nothing to do. What games would you take there with you? With no one else around, you could go insane without your desert island games. Everyone is tuning in to Jail 76 Gaming. Hello and welcome to Desert Island Games with me, Jail 76 Gaming, or John. Um, my guest comes to me from all the way over the pond this week. It's Dean from Vinnie Colon website, Escape from Gaming, I think you're more commonly known as, aren't you? Welcome, Dean. And welcome. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I should say thanks for having me. It's thank nice you. to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining me. I know it's uh, a bit earlier in the day over there, eight hours behind. Yeah, it's about noontime here. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, one of your main series on your YouTube is uh, Escape from Gaming. Uh, Escape to Gaming. Oh, Escape to Gaming, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Escape to Gaming. Yeah, um, but your channel is Vinny Corleone, is that the correct pronunciation? Yes, it is. It's it's yeah. pronounced Vinny Corleone 62. 62. And uh, you were just telling me before we started there that it's uh, named after your cat. Yes, it's named after my five-year-old Bengal cat, Vinny Corleone, who's uh, a maid cat, should I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a cat lover myself. I've got three of them here. Yeah, I had three. I lost two of them to uh, unexpected kidney failure, and so I'm just down to the one kitty now. But oh dear. I don't have the heart to get any more right now, so I'm just happy with the one. Yeah, three, three are quite a handful. Um, sometimes I can vouch for that. <laughs> Yeah, mines are called uh, Sibo, Mumbo, and Stu, if you're interested. <laughs> oh, cool. Anyway, yes, as, as I said, thanks for joining us, joining me, I should say. Um, <laughs> you've recently featured as well on the Monkey Spazzy's shout out video. That was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another fellow Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, I've uh, I've enjoyed his channel recently. I just, I just found him uh, fairly recently and subscribed. And really enjoy his gameplay videos and his vlogs. And yeah, he's just, he's a bit mad. He's a bit mad, a bit of a mad Scot like myself. Good. Yeah. I'm half Scottish and half Irish. I mean, I'm American, but that's where uh, my family goes all the way back to the original Mayflower voyage. So our family of Thompsons were the original family of Thompsons that settled in Portland, Maine, or up in in the New England area. But we come from Scotland and. Uh, uh, Ireland initially. Yeah, Dean Thompson's actually quite a Scottish sounding name. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a extremely common name. <laughs> yeah, I've got a friend who's got a surname Thompson as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very Scottish name indeed. So, how long have you been doing the YouTube? Uh, I've been doing it since I'd say uh, it was about autumn of uh, two thousand twelve. And you do um, you do a lot of vlogs. That's one of your main things. You do vlogs, kind of. Yeah, I, I for the most part do vlogs and a couple reviews and a few gameplay videos. But it's mostly my opinion from the opinion of a gamer that's older. Yeah, yeah, I like I like to listen to it. It's you're, a lot of uh, wise words to say and a lot of great memories from games in the past. Oh yeah, no, I've uh, I've spent most of my life, you know, just. Always keep gravitating back to gaming. It's a huge part of my life. Even before I had a console, I spent a lot of time at my friends growing up in high school back in the 70s, playing their uh, Atari 2600s and going to the arcades a lot as a kid. That was a big part of you know growing up was going to the movies, which had an arcade adjacent you know uh, adjacent to them, and, and so, so we would always play our favorite machines before we go in and see the movie. Then after the movie. We'd go out and play more arcade games. So I grew up with a tremendous amount of arcade games and a lot of fun and wanted an Atari 2600, but it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I was the same. I, I wanted one, and eventually I got my first one, which was an Atari 65 XE. Mm-hmm. Um, very good computer. Although at the time, I was always kind of... <clears throat> 
it's, it sounds really um, ungrateful, but I wanted like a Commodore or, or a Spectrum. <laughs> I got an attack. I ended up the, the, actually the Commodore sixty four and eighty seven was the first console that I bought. It took me like the better part of a year to lovingly save the money up for it. And I had a friend that had one, and I remember playing Barnstormer on his Commodore sixty four, kind of a top down isometric little you know flying game, and I just loved it. I was obsessed, and I said, you know what? I don't even want an NES. I just want the Commodore. And I liked a lot of the microprose military sims like Airborne Rangers and Silent Service and F-15 Strike Eagle and a lot of those. So I ended up getting the Commodore over getting more of the other systems. And I was, you know, 25 or so at the time when I did. So I was actually an, an adult when I played my first console where many, you know, gamers today, they kind of grew up as kids and their parents bought them a console in games for Christmas or their birthday. So I missed out on all that. Unfortunately, which is why I'm an old fat gamer now, reliving that childhood I never had. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because this um group, this kind of community that we're part of, it's, it's a lot of kind of older guys, you know, like myself, late thirties to up to fifty or whatever. It's, it's mm-hmm. a good little, good little community, is not not many that you know young ones kicking about. It's, it's mm-hmm. not I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's good to people our own age um, talking about games. It is. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed uh, from what's your channel is your love of cars. Oh, yeah. I've had uh, 86 or 87. I lost count recently, but I've, I've had a lot of cars anyway. <laughs> I'm going to turn into Jeremy Clarkson for a moment, uh, if you will, uh, and ask you if you can remember what was your first car? The first car I had was a 1970 uh, Chevrolet Chevelle. Uh, it was a four door, it had a straight six in it. And I paid $325 for it and loved it. It was my favorite car for about the better part of a year. And then I eventually sold it uh, back in New Hampshire and then flew out to California and uh, moved out there in 81 and uh, and kind of left that car behind and then bought went on to buy more cars. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a strange position where I'm a great lover of cars like yourself, but I can't, oh, actually, I can't actually drive. <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> I've just never had the time or the money to go and take a driving license, so I'm a frustrated dri- driver wannabe. Mm-hmm. But I love my car games, which I know you do as well. Oh yeah, I sure do. I think uh, you were saying one of your favourites of recent times, it, it, same as myself, was uh, Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Forza, yeah, Forza Horizon. In fact, I've pre-ordered Forza Horizon 2 for oh. the Xbox 360. Do you know that is the only reason I'm not getting rid of my Xbox 360? I've been thinking about getting rid of it for a while. I just can't be able to do it because I know that I Oh, don't do it. There's so many great games on it, you know, and I I just think that um, I've had so many friends recently that have kind of uh, turned in their Xbox 360s and PS3s for the new PS4 or the Xbox One, and I I think it's a mistake. I think that in the end, you're going to remember all the great games on that system, and you're going to want it back, so... My advice is to hang on to them. Don't make the mistake I made <laughs> by getting rid of so many great consoles over the yeah. years. Oh yeah, I've done that as well. No, I, I'm I'm thinking because I've got a PS4 now, uh, but I don't need an Xbox 360 and a PS3 as well as that. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. I've started to buy some some of my old Xbox 360 games for the PS3, mm-hmm. and I was going to sell it, and I thought I can't because I can't play Forza Horizon 2 if I don't have an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think so too. In fact, I preferred on the 360 the Forza Horizon 2 because you won't be forced to do those goofy avatars. I think they call them drivatars, to yeah. where your your friends are always on there whether you like it or not. They're racing against you, bouncing off the guardrails or colliding, and you know it kind of emulates the <clears throat> technique and driving style of each driver. So if you buy the Xbox 360 version, you won't have to worry about the driver tars, and you also won't get the weather, uh, the change in weather, which some people, you know, would probably prefer. Mm-hmm. I actually like driving on the dry pavement, although I'm not opposed to driving at nighttime or you know sundown or sunset or whatever. But yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm glad I'm getting this free set. I mean, I've not got an Xbox One anyway, but I'm glad I'm not going to be putting up with this these driver tars. I remember you telling me about him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good, not good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of all this heavy cloud-based, server-based games. Uh, I, you know, I got the PS4 because it, you know, had the better graphics, a mm. uh, little bit faster processing power, 
and it wasn't as heavily cloud-based and server-based as the Xbox One games. Like the new Crackdown game will be a heavy cloud-based game. The new Forza 5 is a cloud-based, heavy server-based game, and I, I'm not real big on that. So I, I think the PS4 is the closest thing you can get to like an old-school console or like the PS3. And so that's why I chose that one. Yeah, I think I'm all on the same lines on that, to be honest. Good. Yeah. So what's, <laughs> what's your... Um, what, do, do you prefer Forza over Gran Turismo? Then, do you think uh, pretty much. Now, of course, I started off with the Gran Turismo, and I have Gran Turismo uh, 2 and 3. I need to find Gran Turismo 1. But, uh, yeah, I loved it on the PlayStation. I played Gran Turismo 1, 2, and 3, and then I never touched another one again because I ended up getting the, the original Forza for the uh, original Xbox, okay. which I got recently and, in fact, bought it back. And I love it. I never looked back. I just think that the lighting effects, the realism, the graphics, and, and especially the sound. Yeah. Forza has captures this, the authentic raw sound of the American cars with the V8s, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis. It's just more authentic. So depends on what you're looking for. I think that the Gran Turismo series is fantastic. I would like to get Gran Turismo 6 for the PS3, but I'm, I'm a big Forza fan. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a convert myself. Uh, I, I, just, I, I only had eyes for Gran Turismo. I was kind of biased towards it, and then I tried... I tried Forza 3 and 4, and I thought, you know, they're all right, but I still mm-hmm. wasn't convinced, and then I got Forza Horizon, that was completely, that was a different kettle of fish, Forza Yeah, it's, it's nicer, because you're not restricted just on a sterile racetrack doing laps. You have the freedom to go where you want, when you want, you can race people randomly, spontaneously as you're driving, or not, I, that was one of the very first reviews that I did, was the, the original Forza Horizon. And uh, I just love the game. I think it's my favorite racing game of all time. I've never played anything that I've sunk that much time and and, and uh, energy into. Yeah, I think I watched that uh, that review. And did you, didn't you do a like top five or a top ten racing games or something as well? Uh, yeah, I also yeah. did another one. I think yeah. it was yeah the top racing games. I forget how many it was. My memory is not what it used to be. I think, <laughs> Me <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoy watching anything to do with, with racing games. Oh, good. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I've been planning on doing a more updated one because I've bought a lot more racing games recently, and I kind of would like to cover uh, more of them and talk about what I like and, and dislike about all of them. Excellent. Okay, so I'm expecting a couple, at least a couple of racing games to be in this, uh, these choices, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with uh, the eight games, then um, what would be your first pick? your data island um is as far as overall games for every single system or it's just um eight games of your choice that you if you were stranded on a desert island which eight games would it be it doesn't oh and they can go all the way back to the you know the arcades or okay Uh, let me see you know this is a good question you know it's funny i've I've been kind of contemplating doing a top 10 favorite games video, and I've been so afraid to because it's so hard to whittle it down to 10. Uh, I think I might have done a top 20, or I think I did one that was my Desert Island picks five games for each console over the years. But if I had to pick, or let's say the house was on fire and I had to grab a few of my favorite games, um, let me think. Even though I love the Commodore 64 and I had over 110 games for that console... I probably wouldn't get another one, and I probably wouldn't pick any of the games for that console uh, just because of the reliability issue with the floppy disk and all that, even though I still have a tremendous amount of affection for it. But I would start probably first and foremost with the PlayStation 1 games, uh, some of my absolute favorites. One of them, in fact, I'm trying to get it back from uh, Classic Game Room. Back in 2011, I donated Return Fire for the PlayStation 1. Now that game is going for hundreds on eBay. Uh, upwards of $100 and up to $350. So Mark said that he'd go ahead and mail it back because they reviewed it back in 2011 on CGR Undertow. And I just want the game, you know. I think it was missing the manual. I took an X-Acto knife and cut the cover out and all that. But anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that one back. That was one of my favorite little games. Had a wonderful uh, split-screen, you know, two-player mode as well. But you could really, each level get more complex and bigger and bigger. And it was fun to see how far you could go in the game. That would be one of them. 
for sure. Um, so would be, uh, I, I'd say uh, uh, would would be return fire. So and then you, sorry, hmm? I do apologize. I do apologize, Carol. No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say. So when you sent that game to market, classic game room, was it just like as a loan, or did you intend to just keep it? Or well, what, what, actually, what happened is I had about fifteen to twenty games, I think, at the time. And I had just got the Xbox 360 in 2009, and I just had a stack of games I wasn't playing. A lot of the, the ones I wasn't crazy about, I traded in towards Xbox 360 games, but I hung on to like the last 15 that were my absolute favorite PlayStation 1 um, and PlayStation 2 games. And I wanted to see if I could loan them initially to a classic game room. And they go, well, we don't like to really take the trouble to mail them back. If you want to donate them, we'd be happy to review them. So I said, that's fine. I'll go ahead and just head and donate them. And I, I can always rebuy them later or whatever. So I donated a bunch of them. Classic um, uh, CGR Undertow reviewed most of them. And then Mark has slowly been going through and re-reviewing a lot of them as well. In fact, he should be reviewing next week my donated Road Rash for the PlayStation 1, which I'm really excited about seeing. And he's also been recording footage for another game I um, donated, which is also one of my top uh, my top picks for Desert Island games, which is Duke Nukem Time to Kill for the PlayStation 1, which is one of my favorite games. I've played that game more than any others. Mark did, uh, or he's working on a review of that right now. Uh, he just sent me an email and said that he has to redo the review because he used up the, his three lives during it, and now he has to start the game over to get farther into it. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, he's going to be sending me back the return fire. The other ones, uh, you know, they have. He, I think he re-reviewed a few other ones as well. I can't I can't remember now. I have a, a playlist called Donated Favorites on my um, on my channel, and you can see all of the games that I've donated to Classic Game Room, as well as a lot of collectibles I've donated over 40 to 45 uh, collectible cars to Classic Game Room that CGR Garage, uh, or I, I should say Mark reviewed, and then put him on his CGR Garage channel, because he loves cars, including the painting that's on his set now. There's a big red El Camino painting that I did for him back in 2011 or 12, somewhere in there, and, and donated it to him. Are you talking about um, Hot Wheels cars? Is that what you're doing? Uh, they're, they're actually, yeah, they were similar to Hot Wheels. They were actually, they're called muscle machines. They're, they're more detailed than that. Plus, I sent them quite a few expensive Danbury Mint larger scale cars, which are about $170 each. Wow. But he loved them. I sent him the, in fact, it was the Aston Martin DB5 uh, that another wonderful Scotsman uh, had uh, had driven in the movies you know, a long time ago. Which one was that? Sean Connery? Yeah, it was, it was Sean Connery. That, <laughs> yeah. that was, it's an uh, Aston Martin DB5 oh. that was in the film, and I donated that. Mark did a wonderful review of that as well. And then some other classic, you know, cars and things that I donated. But I can't remember a lot of them. But, but he also was a big car fanatic. Yeah. In fact, I was helping him look for his El Camino, but his dad found one first uh, <laughs> at 72. Yeah, he's always talking about his El Camino and his uh, his videos. What was it? I was I was he, he just recently put up a review of um, Forza Five, didn't he? And he's uh, got an El Camino in that. Yeah, I know. In fact, I've yet to watch that. I saw that this morning. I, I need to watch that later today. It looks cool. Yeah, uh, I think he he got a hold of El Camino in Gran Turismo Six as well. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. <laughs> so. Was Jutnikum Time to Kill your first pick, or were you picking uh, Return Fire as well? Uh, I would pick Return Fire as one of those, uh, you said top eight games? Yeah, 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 that's fine. So the, so the first one was Return Fire, and the second one you're picking Jutnikum Time to Kill, yeah? Yes, Duke Nukem yeah. Time to Kill, also for the PlayStation 1, yeah. uh, is an absolute favorite. Um, in fact, I, I bought that one back recently, or about a year ago. Um I'm trying to think if there's any others from the PS1 era. There's so many games, it's so hard to whittle it down. They're, they're almost like if you, a family of cats or children, you know, and if you had to pick one over the other, it's, it obviously uh, is tough. But, uh, but those ones initially would be my big picks. Um, I might return to the PS1, but I would say getting up into the PS2, another absolute favorite was Manhunt from Rockstar Games. Oh, I was playing that today, for not enough. 
That's an yeah. unbelievable game. I, yeah. It just the impact of that game. I, I bought it after I bought Grand Theft Auto Three, and I love GTA Three so much that everything Rockstar did, I, I couldn't get fast enough. So uh, I'm one of the few people that like the Manhunt One and Two. I like them both. I think the story is better. And the setting is a little better in the first one, although I think the mechanics are more refined in Manhunt 2. Yeah. But I love Manhunt. It's just that I've played that game so many times. I played it on the hardest level, the hardcore mode where they take the HUD away, the little map away. And then I also beat them all in record times to unlock the hidden four levels. Uh, and then all the artwork and stuff. So I, I still have my memory card with all the saves on that. I should do a review of that because it is such a great game. But I love that game. That game never gets old to me. I don't know why. It's probably my sick, morbid fascination for gore and um, and just my heart rate. The the cheesy electronic music in the background it reminds me of that eight millimeter movie with Nicolas Cage. It's kind of intense. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Nicolas Cage fan, but that's not a bad. Thing. Yeah, I'm not either. But I, I did like his uh, portrayal in eight millimeter, which was a yeah. film kind of reminded me of Manhunt. Yes, yeah, so see, I was playing that. I was playing that today. I was making a video of it, um, but I mean, I mean, I have to. I don't know. I'm going to have to look once I put it on the computer. I need to have a look at it. But um, the light was shining in the window, and I was using my camcorder to capture it. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think it it might be there might be too much light in the television. But I need to see what it looks like when I put it on a computer. But hopefully it'll be okay. Otherwise, I might need to scrap it. But yeah, Manhunt. It's a sick game, isn't it? It's very good. Oh, it is. It really is. Uh, I would say that my fourth game that I would also pick for a desert island with no hesitation would be Wolfenstein um, or Wolfenstein Return to Castle for the uh, PlayStation 2, which was the Operation Resurrection, which was a special exclusive for the PS2. So it's different from the Xbox and the PC version with extra levels and cutscenes, but I really love that game. That game I've played so many times and on the hardest setting and just absolutely love that game to death. Do you know I've never actually played a Wolfenstein game, sadly enough? <laughs> oh my god almighty. Yeah. Yeah, you got to stop everything you're doing and immediately go out and buy one and play it. Um, the first one is okay. It's novel because it was the first corridor type shooter and I still enjoy it today. But when they came out with the with this uh, Wolfenstein Return to Castle, it just uh, it was it was kind of similar to Quake, just with uh, lots of corridors, more refined than Doom, and it really gave the music was wonderful in it, and you felt like you were on this World War II adventure. And then later they introduced a lot of really cool sci-fi elements and weapons, and the Nazis' fascination with the occult and everything. It was just very unusual the setting, and it just very addictive. The most immersive game to this day that I've probably ever played is the original, uh, you know, Wolfenstein Return of Castle. Yeah, I don't know why I've never played it, because I do like games like that. You know, I love Doom and Quake and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, just one of those things I never really get into buying. I was always buying racing games, that was a problem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I like the racing games too. I feel like I should probably pick a racing game out for my top <laughs> list here because of that. <laughs> There's so I many. Know, I know, it's so difficult, isn't it? I mean, the, the reason I do it is eight games is because I'm basically, I'm taking an idea from a, a radio show over here in Britain called Desert Island Discs, where the guests, oh, cool. yeah, the guests get to pick eight records or eight songs. So I'm just mm-hmm. following exactly the same format as that. So mm-hmm. um, That's why it's eight, otherwise I would probably say more. But, um, I might change the format. Is as the series progresses, just but I just thought I would stick with the original format. So I, I know it's hard for people uh, for people to pick eight games. I mean, you could quite, you could quite easily pick eight racing games. <laughs> oh, I know it's so easy. I mean, it's just there's there's so many wonderful games. It's hard to whittle it down. But these are ones that I'm inspired today to get. Now, if you ask me two months from now, you might get a slightly different eight. But most of these are uh, without hesitation. I would mention um, another one that I would mention. That was on the PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox that I personally love is 007 from Russia with Love, especially the Xbox version, uh, is another must-pick uh, game, which I have recently I, I bought, and I'm anxious to play it all the way through. I even found the original strategy guide for it as well, because I love it so much. I've got that, I've got that at the moment on loan from a friend. Uh, my friend's 
not got a PlayStation 2 at the moment, so I borrowed a bunch of games off them. And mm-hmm. I was, that was one of them. I've not really got into it yet, but I've played a little bit of it, and it seems pretty cool. It's wonderful. I mean, it's it's a little dated now, playing you know playing it now. But just the, the fact that it has the Sean Connery uh, likeness and voice of him, yeah. and the likeness and voice of you know uh, Robert Shaw, who has now passed away of cancer, and and a lot of the other you know Bond women and villains, and the authentic music from the original film from the '60s is just puts it over the top for me. It's like the ultimate Bond game. Yeah, yeah, a big James Bond fan then of the movie franchise. Oh, yeah, I, I love him. In fact, I saw with my dad in the late 60s, I went to virtually the last couple of Bond movies in the late 60s, and I saw every Roger Moore film um, in the 70s, you know, yeah. as a kid with my dad going to the theater. So, And then all the Timothy Dalton ones I love as well. The first, um, the first 007 game I can remember playing was The, the Living Daylights. I think it was. I've never played that. One. I've seen the box for that. I, I should. I should get that one. I think it was for the Atari sixty five X. Even I remember correctly. It was either that or the Commodore. I can't quite remember. My memory's hmm. my memory's not what it was, but I do, I do remember playing it brief, briefly back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first... I have a few Bond games. I, I do like 007 Legends. Yeah. And uh, 007 um, Golden Eye Reloaded for the Xbox three sixty are really good games. Yeah, Gold, Gold and I on the N64 is um, quite popular, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's a classic, yeah. And then that was redone for the Wii, and then the Wii version was remastered again uh, in HD for the with a completely new game engine for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Yeah. Cool, so that was number five, wasn't it? That was number five. Um, let me see what else could I pick out. Boy, this is tough. This is almost like having a gun to your head, like a Mac 10 to the side of your head. You're forcing them up with something. Uh, I would say another one that I really loved that was quite immersive. Oh, God, this is going to be tough. I, I, I've got to save room for a couple new ones, too. But um, let's see. I would say Freedom Fighters for the um, original Xbox in particular is another wonderful squad-based tactical shooter that I absolutely love the story and the setting in, and it's a tremendous amount of fun. I, 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 I would have to probably add Freedom Fighters as number six sure. to that list. For the original Xbox? For the original Xbox. You can also play it on the PlayStation 2. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool. So I've, I've not played this game, so um, if you t- can you tell me a little bit about it? It's, what, what, yeah, it's yeah. basically the Russians take over the United States in a big nuclear showdown with submarines outside New York City. They hit us hot and heavy. It's kind of like the um, Red Dawn you know, film that was done years ago. Right. And uh, basically, it's you're, you're a plumber in New York City. Uh, I think your brother, you and your, bro- your brother was killed or something. So you're basically, you form, you're part of an underground resistance movement in New York City. And the Soviets have taken over, and they got Soviet flags up and down, you know, Manhattan and all over New York. And you take down, like, you take back the City Hall and the Library and the Statue of Liberty and all of these strongholds. And you have a little squad of guys, just regular guys, and you have a hidden rebel base that's down in the sewers. And as you're a plumber, you know all the hidden entrances to this uh, maze of sewer systems. And then you come up out of the sewer, and then you attack these... uh, little areas, but you can tell your guys to hold a position to attack, to defend, or whatever, and it's cool. It's one of the, the really the most fun squad-based little shooters I've played. I love the music to it. I love the setting to it. It's a little dated playing it now, looking back on it, but I really had a lot of fun playing it and replaying my favorite levels on that one. I've just found it on uh, Wikipedia there. It's, <laughs> I'm looking at the cover art, and it says on it, from the makers of Hitman 2. Yes, it is. That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so it has that same kind of graphic style of the original Hitman graphically. Kind of sterile and simplistic, but but nice. Enough detail to make you feel like you're in the environment. Yeah. So it came out for, as you say, Xbox and PlayStation 2. It also came out for Windows and GameCube. Yes. And it was 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I bought it about a year ago. I bought it back for the Xbox. I also got it for the PlayStation 2. But yeah, it's one of my favorites. And there's so many, it's hard to pick. But that one always comes to the forefront of my mind. Cool. 
I, I've just recently bought my first um, original Xbox um, last month. Oh, good. Yeah, I never had one before, but um, I'm mainly using it for um, playing uh, emulators on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been modded, so yes. Um, but I've got a couple of classic racers for it to start me off with my collection. Oh, good. I've got um, the first Forza game. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's a great pick. I just got that recently, about two months ago. Cool. And uh, Project Gotham Racing 2. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Only 50 pence for that game. That's not bad. Yeah, I just got to Pro- Project Gotham Racing 4 recently for the Xbox 360, and I've yet to even install it and play it, but it looks great. I had that before, and it was. I think I must have had a dodgy copy because it kept, it kept freezing on me. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. Part of it, you have to install the games and make sure there's no scratches on them. Uh, some of them are kind of sensitive that way in the way of scratches or damage. I, I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm sure Forza 3 and Forza 4 came in like, two discs. Uh, those, I, I have Forza 2. That came out for the Xbox 360. I, got, yeah. I bought that several months ago and did a, some gameplay impressions on that one again. Uh, I like that one a lot, and Forza 3 are really nice. I think I think that Forza 3 uh, came out, I think, with two discs. Yeah. I had a nice, uh, I got a good bargain, actually, on Forza 3. I remember it four, four or five years, whenever it came out, it was not mm-hmm. long after it came out, I got, I think it was for £25. I don't know what, oh, I don't know what that is in dollars, but um, I got a collector's edition, so I got like a, a little USB stick with it, mm-hmm. a Forza keyring. And it, came in a big, and it came in a big fancy box. It was only £25. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love little sets like that. Pretty cool. Still got, still got the um, key then attached to my key as we speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it's got a bit rusty. Anyways, um, I'm waffling. So, <laughs> uh, what game we're up to number six, aren't we? Your games? Yeah, I've got six so far. Um, this is going to be tough. I know number eight I'm saving that for last. Yeah. Uh, seven is going to be a tough one for me to pick. I, I, I feel forced to kind of uh, confront a racing game and put something in, there in, their way, in the way of a racing game. I would say um, probably the original Road Rash on the PlayStation 1 uh, I would have to put down, even though, you know, racing game-wise, I, I prefer for like a straight-up, you know, racer, I prefer something like Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the fun that I've had and considering how much I've played it, I'd have to go with Road Rash for the PlayStation as my, one of my, my uh, would be number seven, one of my absolute favorite games. Yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting you should pick it on the, on the PlayStation 1. It's obviously it's had versions before, like on uh, Mega Drive and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was re- I, I like the PS1 version the best. I've watched Mark Bustler review other variations for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive or whatever, but... Um, uh, I, I just think that graphically, the way that the, the, the bike controls and the graphics just seem to look better on the Panasonic 3DO and on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Now, I should know about this because I was reading, I was, I've was i been playing Road Rash a lot recently, and I was looking up the Wikipedia entry, and so I need to try, it was only last week, I need to try and remember, I think it said this, the PlayStation 1 was borrowed from the 3DO. It was. You know, the 3DO came first, which yeah. I was saving up to get. Now, I ended up buying the literally, I was in the store indecisive. It took me nine months to save up for the Panasonic 3DO in 1995. And at the very last minute, I bought the PS1. And I'll tell you why. It's because they had Twisted Metal, the first one, which I have a tall box of now. And I just said, when I saw the Twisted Metal, the artwork in the back of the box, and it even had an in-cart, you know, behind the dash view, I said, I, I better get the PS1. I mean, if if if, um, if Panasonic 3DO had had that same game, I probably would have got the Panasonic 3DO and then regretted it later <laughs> as it <laughs> faded away and uh, the yeah. PS1 went on to become the you know the ultimate console of that era. Yeah, I mean, obviously, knowing what we know now, what we know now, you you made the wise choice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, honestly. But what's ironic is now I'm obsessed with getting a Panasonic 3DO. And the, the games that I will buy will be Return Fire, the original Need for Speed, as well as um, uh, Road Rash. Those would be the three games that I would immediately get for the Panasonic 3DO. They also had Shockwave Assault, 
which I have for the uh, original PlayStation. That also was on the 3DO. So yeah, they the 3DO shared quite a few games initially for the initial launch of the PlayStation. Yeah, you mentioned Need for Speed there. Um, Funnily enough, we've not mentioned that uh, up to now. What, what do you think of that series? Is there any games you like in it? Yeah, I, I have most of them, in fact. Um, I have Need for Speed 2. I'm, I'm actually looking for a tall box original copy of the original Need for Speed for the PS1. I, I love Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit. That's one of my favorites for the PS1 as well. That was really a polished game. Great menu, soundtrack, cars, the polygons look even better on that one compared to the first two. Uh, yeah, I, I love the series. It's changed. And then I even like Need for Speed Shift, where they're going after more of a realistic Forza yeah. style gameplay. But I wasn't thrilled with the progression system as to how you have to progress through the game. But I did like its mechanics. My favorite Need for Speed game, believe it or not, is one that's hated by many. And that's called Need for Speed The Run, which came out a few years ago. And it's basically, it's like a cannonball run story. Uh, racing from San Francisco to New York, and it's very well done, I think. It's a very interesting game, and I, the driving handles better on that than I think on uh, Most Wanted and Hot Pursuit and some of the other ones that came out before and after it. Do you know, Dean, we're so like-minded when it comes to racing games, because I was going to say that is my favourite Need for Speed game, honestly. You know, oh, it is? You were saying earlier on, we're both like Forza Horizon, but I absolutely love for me, oh, good. Well, yeah. good. I feel like huh? I feel vindicated then that <laughs> someone else likes it. Yeah. I've had a couple friends that I suggested it to, and oh, I heard that game was horrible. I said, just try it, and they tried it, and they agreed. Also, that's one of their favorite games after they gave it a chance. But because of the many jaded game reviewers and, and gamers out there that quickly panned it because it didn't live up to their original expectations of what they thought a Need for Speed game should be, uh, it sadly got panned. But I lo- anyway, it's it's a great game. It's, it wouldn't make one of my Desert Island no. picks as I'm forced with that Gundam hand <laughs> to pick eight of them. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Need for Speed. I'm, I've got a lot of Need for Speed games, but I'm, I'm not really a massive fan of the series. And I would say Need for Speed to Run is the only one I truly, really, really like. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just love the whole concept of driving from one end of America to the other end of America, and you've got all these wee mini-games that sporadically turn up um, and I'm, I've been playing it for the last few months and I'm almost at the end I think I'm in Chicago now mm-hmm. so I think I'm like in the top 40 or 50 so I'm getting there towards the end it's good yeah I'm on level 22 in that game I've played it a few times I replayed it on the hard level yeah. and I'm most of the way through it on hard It's um, I've also played it online which I rarely ever do racing games online and beat a lot of races online with it as well but I like the the premise of it. The setting of it's really nice, yeah. And it's just great because it really gives you a, a good cross section of America, radically compressed, obviously. But yeah. um, but it's nice. It it offers some nice little gimmicks. I like the racing through the avalanches and this the Rocky Mountains and the sand blown you know deserts of of California going to Vegas is really cool. And it's just it captures that well. The autumn leaves as you get up into the East Coast racing on the autumn leaves on the roads and what have you. So it's a beautiful game. It's very well done. I really like it, but I know a lot of people hate it. Yeah, I've never understood it, but at least me and you like it. That's the main thing. <laughs> exactly. Okay, are we ready for game number eight? I sure am. This one is an easy pick, and I would get the PlayStation 4 just to get this game. In fact, that's why I bought my PS4. I didn't care about uh, you know the, the infamous Second Son coming out. I really didn't care about Drive Club. Killzone Shadowfall, I, I went out and bought and have it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get the PS4 for that. I bought the PS4 because they said that by the end of December of 2013, I believe it was, that they would have the new Wolvenstein, the new order. That would easily make my top 10 games list of all times. Uh, and that's the only newer game that I have. Is, is, and there's so many games I love for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, but I was totally captivated from start to finish with Wolvenstein, The New Order. It, it's like a return to the old school shooters, but with some new twists and wrinkles and RPG elements added in it, and a wonderful story that you can really get into. Uh, it's fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, I've, I've, I keep meaning to pick that up. Do you know the only game I actually own from a PS4 is Watch Dogs? 
Oh, and that's a good one too. I haven't played that one, but I have several friends that raved about it and absolutely love it. So I like the open world aspect of it. Yeah, I was I was talking to um, Scott, the console snob, earlier on, and mm-hmm. he he's saying quite the opposite. He said it's the worst game of the year. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, this, the, it's kind of like a clone of GTA. It's the graphics are a little stale in comparison to how wonderful uh, you know GTA Five is, but. Uh, it's not, I like it because it's in Chicago. That part of it's nice. I'm just not into the heavy hacking thing and all that. That was what kind of turned me off from it personally. But I can't speak, you know, for Scott or anyone else. But yeah. some some people thought it was way overhyped and were really disappointed with it. But you know, it depends on each person and their subjective taste, obviously. Personally, I make up my own mind. I, well, I do respect the views of like like some uh, market CGR and respect his reviews on games and you know the CG Undertow guy Derek isn't it? Derek uh, yes also, Derek reviewed quite a few of my games the likes of um, Kit171 uh, yourself mm-hmm. I respect your reviews if you guys do reviews I respect it but see if it's like IGN or GameSpot I won't mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just make up my own mind um, so I've not really had the chance to play Watch Dogs yet but uh, I, I think I'll like it but Wolfenstein, uh, your eighth pick, that's something I should pick up as well. Maybe when it's cheap. It, it, it's the kind of a game where if you played Wolfenstein in, um, or uh, Wolfenstein from the early 2000s, Return to Castle, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. it, 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 a game like that leaves a void when you're done. You want more of that game and the story and characters. And so I played the 2009 uh, Wolfenstein as well, which was kind of a reboot in a way, but also kind of a continuation of the story. And that one I almost like as much, but the, the, this new one just takes the cake. And it looks absolutely gorgeous on the PlayStation 4. It just It's 60 frames a second, and with the graphics and 1080p, it's amazing how gorgeous the game looks. It's very gory, and it's got an incredibly dark story behind it with this kind of a alternate reality of the Nazis, you know, in a winning World War II and all that. But I really like it. I just... I haven't had that much fun being immersed in an adventure, and it's long. You can put over twenty hours easily into your first playthrough in that game. Jeez, yep, I should definitely pick that one up. Brilliant, brilliant picks there, Dean. Uh, eight games. I'm, I'm sure if I asked you again tomorrow, you would uh, pick eight different games completely. But that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, that 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 would make eight of them. Uh, honorable mentions. If I had to pick two more, just to make it a round it out to an even ten. Um, I might pick something. Uh, I like Twisted Metal Black too. Uh, would I have to? Would have to be an honorable mention. That was the very first game, and the reason why I bought my PlayStation Two just to play that. I love, and I like the new one in two thousand ten as well. The Twisted Metal. I, or, I think it came out two thousand ten or eleven. They, they made a remake of it for the PlayStation Three, and I went out and got a PS Three just to play that. One. But. Um, uh, I'd have to pick a you know Twisted Metal Black for sure, and then I would probably pick. God, this is going to be tough. Let me see if I can just pick one more out, just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick um, GTA Five. Would have to believe it or not, is it just to have a Xbox you know Xbox uh, 360 generation game in there? I would pick five, yeah. GTA Five. I have over a hundred hours in that game. I, I've had yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I've. I've got a big um, obsession with Grand Theft Auto. So <laughs> oh, it's insane! Uh, yeah, yeah, time you can put into it. In fact, yeah. I, I'm in, I'm excited. I, I went ahead and pre-ordered the new one, but now I get pushed back into 2015. So I'm kind of bummed out. But. Oh, is it? I thought oh, I heard it was coming out in November. Oh, that's bad news. Mm. Oh, it looks fantastic. You should see the before and after videos of they redid it, and it looks it, it'll be probably one of the finest remastered games. That'll come out, and it'll be worth whatever they're asking for it, in, in my opinion. But uh, the graphics are much better. You can see all the individual blades are grass, the leaves and the trees. They put more pedestrians, like ten times the cars on the street. It's just because it's a more powerful computer, the PlayStation 4, they can get a lot more detail in cars and people and animals in the backgrounds, and it looks incredibly realistic. I mean, if you think GTA 5 looks good, on this last gen, what you see it? Uh, you should watch some videos on it. It's really amazing. Oh, actually, that's a good that's a good call. I'll check that out later. Um, 
uh, graphics sort of five. Yeah, I think I'll definitely be picking that one up for the PS4 as well when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it, it sounds a bit strange buying a game you've already got, but it is, as you say, better graphics and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, as a visual person, I'm an artist, so naturally I like things, and I can't afford, you know, a high-end Alienware PC that's four thousand bucks. You know, that can uh, play all these games at their optimal settings and max settings and stuff. So to me, for four hundred bucks American dollars, the PlayStation Four is an incredible value, where you get PC-like gaming uh, in a console that you can just lovingly play it on the couch with a console. And uh, with a controller is fantastic, and I love the new PlayStation Four controller as well. It works so well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a PC gamer myself. I must, it's too much. There's too much messing about and stuff. I just like to get a console, plug it in, and go. That's, that's yeah, I'm a caveman. I mean, I, I can barely write my name in the ground with a stick. So for me, <laughs> I like consoles. <laughs> I was I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five this week this weekend. Uh, I've just downloaded the. Uh, flight school update mm-hmm. for, the, for the online. I don't do a lot of online gaming, but I, I do play Grand Theft Auto Five online. And this, I've been playing this flight school. Have you played it yet? I haven't played any of the online stuff at all. I just maybe it's because they had so many buggy issues early on with the game. I wasn't really into it, but I did do the flight school through the campaign, and it it was brutally tough. I mean, it was a challenge, but I got through it and passed it. It's just flying colors. It's the same. Fun enough, I've not done the flight school in the main game, but I've been playing it online, and it's oh my god, it's hard. That's um, what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, I'm halfway through it just now, and the one you're, the one I'm doing just now is like uh, you need to fly information with three other planes, and it's mm-hmm. it's just so hard trying to keep it steady and trying to like, go in the same direction the other planes are going, and it starts mm-hmm. spinning around. You're getting dizzy. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's a handful. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just stick to driving on the, on the ground. Forget the other planes. So, the other thing is, and you're prob- probably not prepared prepared for this, but the other thing is, for this format is uh, you get to pick one book and one luxury item as well that you would take to Desert Island. It, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what was the last question? If I could pick what, one book again? Uh, one book and one luxury item, one like, special item. Oh, a book? Well, yeah. for me, as a as a Christian, I would probably pick the Bible uh, just cool. because I've, you know, I've, I've I've always enjoyed reading the Bible, but I, there's other books I like. There's a lot of George Orwell, you know, books that I like as well, and uh, especially impartial to a lot of the early um, uh, Jules Verne books, yeah. like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. I, I could probably just, I'd be happy with that one alone. Twenty Thousand Leagues, Mysterious Island. Those are great books I read as a kid. I, I love those and read them over and over in my treehouse as a kid. Uh, that would be I, I, I pick you know probably one of those books um, and then you said what was the other question another it's item a, it's a, a luxury item so it's like a say if some some people some people have picked like a guitar or an iPod or a piano or a gym somebody picked a Rob Man picked a gym <laughs> you know so things like that <laughs> things uh, is it a luxury item that I that I own or can it be, just be a wish list. It could, it could be something that you not you don't necessarily own, but you would... Oh, so if I want a Ferrari Testarossa or something, I could have that with me? <laughs> of course you could, yeah. You would need to hope it's a big enough island to drive around. I don't know if I could be able if I'd have gas on the island to put in it, but uh, yeah. um, uh, that's a good question. What would be a luxury item? Probably a nice house with air conditioning, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A on a desert you... island, it would, it would be a tough pick. I mean, I hate to have a great luxury car but there's no gas or parts to service it or, or roads to drive it on but yeah a playstation 4 would make a wonderful luxury item that, that i wouldn't mind out with, with a nice tv with it obviously yeah. of course yeah well you've got to assume that if you've picked all these games that, that the consoles are already there so the, the ps4 will already be there because you picked wolfenstein so that's true that's true yeah. so i mean your ferrari i would give you unlimited gas with it and I'm sure there's plenty of room to drive it around. So if you want to pick a Ferrari, you can pick a Ferrari, no problem. Uh, there's so many. I like the like the, the, the mid-'80s Ferrari GTO is probably my favorite. Uh, and then the uh, I like the Tessarosa, and um, the F40, obviously, is one of my favorites. This is like a pure racing car. Um, so I, if I if I had to pick one, you know, I, what I should be picking is probably a Learjet so I could get the hell off the island, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put too much logic to it too early. So, 
Uh, well, one of the stipulations is you you can't pick anything that would uh, help you escape. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I have to pick something good. I, I don't know. That's that, that's a good question. Probably a really nice luxury RV would be the probably the ideal thing. Then you could have the best of all worlds. All your consoles, you could drive it, have the air conditioning. Hopefully, if it works. And... Yeah. There you go. Then an RV. Yeah, in a nice one. Yeah, one of those quarter of a million dollar ones. All right, it's yours. You can have it on island for you. <laughs> oh, well, so that's uh, kind of flew past very quickly. We're under an hour, but that's cool. Um, thank you very much for for coming on. Um, of course, I'm just going to read out your um, YouTube channel because people will know anyway, but it's uh, www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Vinay Colleon 62. It says uh, V-I-N-N-I-E-C-O-R-L-E-O-N-E-62. And your, your avatar, who's that on your avatar? Is that the guy from um, The Walking Dead? Oh, no, that's uh, it's a, an older 1981 film called Escape from New York. In oh. fact, the music, my theme, the music uh, is, a, a, is a variation of the theme from that movie, with Kurt Russell. That's actually a picture of Kurt Russell. It's a John Carpenter American science fiction film. It's it's kind of a cult classic now, actually. That's weird. He actually looks like the guy from The Walking Dead, the governor. Do you watch The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. In fact, I'm looking forward to getting the season four in DVD and uh, and then waiting and waiting to watch the new ones as well. That should be starting back next month, I believe. It's usually October, isn't it? it starts. Thank God. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. It, that's actually the only TV series I, I watch religiously at the moment. Yeah, I like it too. I don't have any cable TV, so I had to buy each episode for like 3 or $4 an episode through my Xbox 360 to view them. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing it this time. But I typically wait and I'll just get them in a box set on DVD and then I'll power through all of them over a few nights. Yeah. I just don't seem to find the time to sit down and do that anymore like just sit down and have a tv marathon just i'm too too busy working hard on my youtube channel mm-hmm. um sadly enough <laughs> always doing, <laughs> always doing something i should maybe i take out some more more time to um, enjoy the simple things. well if you get a chance watch escape from new york i, th- I think i think you might like it there was a sequel to it years later called Escape from L.A., which is not bad. It's not near as good as the first one, but it's pretty entertaining as well. Yeah, mind you, I can see on your channel banner that in the bigger picture you can see the Statue of Liberty in the background. Yeah, that, that was kind of the original uh, movie poster art. It's been changed a little bit in that cover there. But, um, yeah, that was kind of the theory was you know, America collapses, becomes a police state, and they take the whole island of Manhattan and make it into a giant prison all the bad apples and Kurt Russell is this um, you know master you know military guy that was also a thief and gets put in there and uh, and they give him a, a special secret mission the president's Air Force One plane crashes into New York into the middle of the prison and he's to get the get the president out safely with some hidden information that he has and in return he'd be granted his freedom so it's kind of an interesting futuristic kind of a dystopian future uh, film, but it's one of my favorites, and I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. So uh, I just it, it felt fitting to use his avatar and that theme for my show. Yeah, and I just changed the words around instead of escape from New York, I put escape to gaming because I that's what I do when I get after a long day of working and painting all day. I'm tired, and I just want to come home and put my console on and just let the cares of the world melt away and escape into the world of gaming. And that's kind of where the the idea came from. Yes, yeah, I, I, I apologize for getting the name wrong earlier when I said Escape From Gaming, didn't I? <laughs> Escape to Gaming. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I, I found myself saying that initially the first year. <laughs> I had to redo quite a few of my rants because I said the same thing, so don't feel bad. All right. I'm glad I didn't, not the one that made a mistake then. I'm just looking back. I'm just looking at your recent videos, just for anybody that's interested. This is kind of funny you've been getting up to. So you've been talking about um, retro game prices. It's one of your recent videos. Mm-hmm. You talked about you know, you're doing some pickups and talking about your retro game prices. Um, mm-hmm. You've done a, a Metro Redux, the game Metro. Oh, yeah. I, I picked that up recently for the PlayStation 4. That was a wonderful, one of the better remastered 
games of uh, actually two games that were on one disc or on two discs, but within or no, I'm sorry, on one disc, but with it's it's like two games on one disc that you get that are re, both of them remastered. Cool. And um, I've just I've just noticed this one. I'm not watching. I'm going to watch this later because I'm I'm going to be quite interested in this actually. Um, how capturing retro gameplay on HDPVR two. Yes, I, I had a hard time getting my HD PVR two. Works very well with the PlayStation three and with the um, uh, with the Xbox three sixty, and it works great on the PlayStation four too. But the problem was is that when you want to go to like composite cables yeah. or uh, component cables, the HDMI pass through wasn't working very good with my TV and, and PC. And I found other people were having the same issue, but there were really no videos on how to capture old gameplay from like original Xbox or PlayStation 2 or Sega Genesis. So I, you know, experimented and I found out what worked and just made a video kind of documenting uh, what I found that worked for me. That is awesome because I'm, I'm actually trying to find out how to get my PS2 to, get, to go through it because as I said earlier on, I was recording... P- the best way I record my PS2 at the moment is actually through a DVD recorder, but it's, mm-hmm. it's too long-winded, so this, after this afternoon I was um, pointing my video camera at it, but as I said, the sun was shining in the window, and it's, I don't think it's going to come out very well. Yeah, I do the same yeah. thing for years. I've been doing filming it that way, and you get a lot of glare. It's it's yeah. difficult. So uh, hopefully I'll pick up some tips on how to get your PS2 hooked up to it. Okay. Uh, I managed to um, get my original Xbox working through it, Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great because I've got like twelve thousand games on there, so I can, I can unlimited amount of games I can do games on now. But if I can get my PS2 hooked up, that would that would be perfect. Yeah, in fact, I show some gameplay of off the, uh, an original Xbox game on there, and uh, I think I might have had a PlayStation Two game on there too. But yeah, I just showed that you can do it with component cables, and I show that they also have separate. Um, uh, cable setups that you can get for those older retro consoles. You can get the best quality for all of them. Uh, and also, I wasn't aware that you could do the PS4 through it now. That's interesting. That's quite good. Yes. Well. Yeah. That, so it's designed the newer HD PVR2. The second one is really all about HDMI. Yeah. And uh, it has a special cable that goes from HDMI into component cables. So that way you can capture, providing you have the right cable setup that comes out of your original Xbox or PlayStation 2 that mates up with it. So it, it, it took some experimenting. I had to buy a few cables online, which are pretty cheap, uh, off you know eBay. And then I also, you know, uh, your HD PVR2 from Hapage comes with a special way to get around the HDMI um thing that's blocked out on the PlayStation 3. So what they do is they have a special input that goes from like HDMI into like component cables, and that's how they found a way around it. So it kind of comes with that, and then you're able to use that. to You know, you can also use that same cable to capture footage of older cons- retro consoles, which is cool. cool. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that, because uh, I love my HD PBR too. It was very expensive, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. It was. In fact, I, I bought mine back in 2012, but my PC was an old 2005 Windows XP, and it couldn't handle, uh, you know, the, the, the extremely high bit rate. So I, I couldn't use it, so I just put it back in the box and let it sit for two years. And then recently, I finally upgraded and got a really nice uh, AMD 10 Asus computer PC. And now it has a really killer processor and can easily process all the videos at the highest bit rate and now I'm able to use it for the first time so that's why I did that video just because I just got my PC yeah my laptop's a couple of years old but it seems to be able to handle the PBR too so that's good enough for me oh good yeah and anything interesting coming up on your channel that we should be looking out for uh no I have a couple other things I have another thing called escape uh, escape to cinema where I want to talk about my favorite movies I have an enormous film collection of 5,000 DVDs and VHS tapes and Blu-rays. And I want to take out, like, do a special segment in 30 minutes, pick uh, my top three favorite dramas and car chase movies or science fiction or whatever, and then talk about them in little 10-minute segments. And so that's something I've been planning on doing, but I get worried about copyright issues. So I kind of held off on that because I was going to show actual movie footage. In that, but now I'm. I, I may still do it, but maybe film me on the couch watching it, 
So maybe uh, the algorithms or whatever won't get picked up and I won't get flagged for it. But I'm still working on something with that. And then I was also going to do a series of um, racing uh, gameplay videos of my favorite racing games and why I like them. Kind of like impressions videos of all my favorite racing games going back to their PlayStation 2 and original Xbox and, uh, you know, Xbox 360 and all that. So. Cool. I look forward to that one. I've been a racing fan. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I have lots of ideas. The problem is I get limited time, so I have to pick and choose. Yeah, I'm the same. I've, I've got ideas come through my head all the time. If I, I What I tend to do is just rip, rip things off. <laughs> and this this show that you're on just now is a, is a blatant copy of Desert Island Discs. But, you mm-hmm. know, it seems to work. The next no, one, I love it. That's a great concept. The next one I want to copy is, um, I've just today discovered a website called... Um, Oh, what's it called? Hold on a second. I can't remember what it's called, but basically it's uh, this website. It does all these top tens. It's like mm-hmm. top tens of everything you can think of. So I'm going to start doing a top ten series <laughs> just to completely copy it. What's mm-hmm. it called? It's called uh, watchmojo.com. That's, I'm going to copy oh, that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's, that sounds fascinating. So the top ten, for example, earlier on I was watching the top ten ACDC songs. Uh, top, mm-hmm. top ten racing games, top 10 Grand Theft Auto games, I just mm-hmm. think, I think I'll do that as well. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good concept. Well, but somebody else's concept. Yeah, I, I don't mind copying it. So I'll, I'll probably do a top, in fact, I would like to do a rant now that I've kind of let the cat out of the bag with what my top 10 favorite games are, and I might tweak it a little bit, but yeah. that's pretty close to my, you know, to, to my top 10 if I had to pick, you know, within a short period of time. But, um, cool. Well, I'll, I'll let you go now. Uh, we've had an hour, so thank you very much for being a brilliant guest and uh, joining me. And thank you very much, John. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I love chatting with any gamer that just loves to talk about games. It's, yeah. I never get tired of it. So, yeah, I hope my Scottish accent wasn't too bad. I know it's something. Oh no, no, no! It's fine. I, my hearing is not the greatest, but uh, <laughs> too many muscle cars and open headers and stuff. My, <laughs> I can't hear too good, but no, no, I had a great time with you and I could hear everything you said perfectly. So Cool. And I will let you know when it's up on YouTube, which should probably be Monday or Tuesday, I would imagine. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait. I will give you a link through Facebook. Perfect. Okay, so thanks again, Dean, and uh, speak to you soon. Sounds good, John. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.